Hey, New Life family, welcome to the weekly podcast. We want to take a moment to say thank you so much for listening. We hope this message encourages you and helps you in some way today move forward in your relationship with Christ and others. We pray God blesses you wherever you are today. Now enjoy the message. I've, I've done children's and youth ministries for so many years that every time I speak, I have to have some sort of visual effect. <laughs> But that's okay because I'm a very visual person, and so I just I, that's the way I learn. So we they they revamp things at our work all the time in the computer system, and they're like, okay, we're gonna send you a video, and you're gonna watch the video, and then you're gonna know how to do it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I can just tell you right now. You can show me, send me the video all day long, but just put the, just upgrade my stuff. And give me a couple of hours to just play with it. And I'll have it down and we'll be good. So don't send me all this other stuff. It's just not going to work. Pastor Amika asked me yesterday um, if I would just give a quick exhortation. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. um, Let me think about this for a minute. Because God's been dealing with a few things in my heart. And so I called her last night because we were chatting about a few things. And I told her, I said, I said, I have two things that God, that the Spirit has really been just dealing with me. I said, I will take one of those things and I will just exhort for you for a few minutes, no problem, 10, 15 minutes. And as I, I got woke up at 6.30 this morning, and y'all know I am not a morning person. And so woke up at 6.30 this morning and because I, I had been kind of just praying before I went to bed, like, God, which one of these things you've got to lead me, you've got to guide me, what, do we, what does the body need to hear today? And I woke up with this verse on my heart, and God just began to download all kinds of things. And I was like, all right, here we go. So we're going to start in Genesis today, and I'm only actually going to read a couple of scriptures. And I'm going to try to stay within the 10 to 15 minute time frame. But I'm going to tell you right now, the DNA that is in Pastor Amika is, in, is the same DNA that is inside of me. So, <clears throat> I'm not going to guarantee that I'll stay within that time frame. I'm not even going to lie to you and say I will. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now, it's probably not going to happen. But I'm going to attempt. So, Tanner, if you will put up Genesis 22, we're going to read verse 5 and 6 real quick. Um, it says, and Abraham said to his young men, and those were his servants, okay, just so we all know what this is, he's about to go, this is, this is a, where God has spoken to him and said, I want you to take your son Isaac, and I want you to take him to this mountain, and you're going to sacrifice. So, this, that lays the groundwork where we're at. It says, Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey, the lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. So now not only is Isaac going to be the one sacrificed, he's got to carry all the wood. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. You're going to sacrifice me, but now I have to carry all the wood. Well, that's the way it is. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. Now, Tanner, put up verse 6 in the NLT version. I want you to see something for me. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire. He carried the fire because back then, you didn't just walk around with some matches or a lighter in your pocket. You actually had to take a, where they had a huge fire in their camp, and you had to take some of the coal, and you had to put it in a clay pot, and you had to make sure that that stayed burning. It stayed And this was not just a, okay, we're getting up one morning, we're trekking up a hill, here we go. No, it was a three-day journey. So they had to keep that fire warm. They had to keep that fire going for three days. So we're going to talk about this for a minute. 
So <clears throat> I have here, because my husband, my father, and my son feel that we need to spend a lot of money when we buy stuff to grill, to smoke, whatever. But I just read this, Tom. This is Texas style. So this is okay because it's from Texas, and I love Texas. So this is some charcoal, okay? So this is just, I'm not going to dig in here because, yeah, it's gross. So <clears throat> we have to take this fire. So here I'm going to show you something here. This is what this looks like in this bag, okay? It's, it's just some wood that they've burnt. If you, if you get Kingsford charcoal, they're little bri briquettes, whatever. But this is actual, like, wood that has, I learned today, that the reason that this is better is this is wood that has pre been pre-burned and is phenomenal and it does better things in grilling. I pretty much don't care as long as I don't have to cook it, okay? I don't want to go to a grill and cook. You do that perfectly fine with me and we're good. So this is what this looks like. Okay, so what happens if you touch this? You're going to get black, right? The coal is going to change you. So this is what has the fire. So you have to take this and you have to place this on your grill and then you've got to get something to help it. So you've got to get some lighter fluid, or in this case, oil. Squirt that all over it, and you let it soak. You have to let it soak, or it won't work. Okay? If, if, you, just, if you tried to light that right now, it would burn, but it would burn up, and your coal, it, it wouldn't do what it's supposed to do. So you have to let that soak. So you go inside, and you watch your football game. Sit there and sit there. Okay, okay, it's good enough time. We can go light this now. And you light this. And then you watch it, and you're like, yes, fire, we have fire. I'm just pretending I'm Tom Seavers right now. We have fire. Okay, Jaden Seavers is more like, we have fire. Okay, so you got your fire going. And as it cool, as that fire kind of just dwindles, and it just kind of sits there, then you got to let it sit for a little bit longer. Go back into the football game or the movie or whatever it is you're doing, and you're watching, you're watching. And you come back out, and you check it. Oh, perfect, it's time. Because the coals are starting to get a little white, and they're starting to change. So what that tells me is God wants to use us as this coal. He wants, to, he wants us to allow his oil to get on us. And then he's going to set a fire on us. And as that begins to burn, it's going to begin to change what's inside of us. So as God has been dealing with me about this for a while, um, I was sitting there. Several weeks ago, God, God actually gave me this, this stuff several years ago. He just began to share with me and show me where Abraham carried that fire and what that meant and what that looked like. And I was like, man, that's so good. I actually called my mom. I was like, mom, have you ever seen this? And she's like, yes, you bet I have. <laughs> of course you have. So, so we, uh, we have this. So while this is burning and while this is going, it changes. So what happens when we allow the Spirit of God to really begin to touch us? It begins to change us. It begins to burn deep inside of us. It begins to burn off things that maybe shouldn't be there. And um, as, I was, as I was studying this out this several weeks ago, God began to put his finger on some stuff. And I'm about to get really real with you. Because I believe we're at a time and a place on this earth and in this, in this world that it's time for people to really get real with, about what God is doing in our hearts and lives. Because if I can't be real with you, 
then I can't expect you to be real with me. And how can we help each other out if we can't be real with each other? So I'm about to share a few things with you that I've only shared with a few people because I really believe that what God has been doing deep inside of my heart, he's wanting to do in the body of Christ. He's especially wanting to do it in some of the people of our church. So several, several weeks ago, God begins to deal with me. And he's like, I I need you to stop doing some stuff. And I'm like, are you talking to me? Because, like, I don't do anything. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not doing nothing. What are you talking about? I'm actually, I'm actually being good right now. What are you talking about? I'm actually doing good things. What's going on? And God was like, I need you. I want to take you someplace. And to take you to that place, you have to stop this, this, and this. But, God, that's not sin. I didn't say it was sin. I said, I need you to stop. So what does Yvette do? Yvette says, okay. And I close my Bible, and I go home, because this I actually God starts dealing with me at work, because that's where I can kind of really spend a lot of time with him. I go home, and I sit on my couch, and I turn on Netflix, and I said, I'm binge-watching a show tonight. Just, just, just so y'all know, that's called rebellion, and rebellion is sin, so... There, that threw my I'm being good out the window. And so God started saying, Yvette, I need you to do this. And I'm like, God, what is wrong with this? This is actually a good show. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing bad in it. There's nothing. It's actually a good show. What I'm doing over here is actually, it's not enough. There's nothing bad with it. I didn't say there was anything bad with it. I want to take you to a place where the fire gets hotter. And for you to get to the place where the fire gets hotter, I need you to stop doing some of these things. Okay, God, okay, God. Several weeks later, God begins to deal with me again. And Yvette does what Yvette does best and goes and hides in something else and begins to just immerse myself in other things. Not bad, not wrong, just other things because I wasn't ready to, to put myself on the altar. So here I was several, several, well, okay, a few months ago. Well, several months ago, I'm here. God, put me on the altar. I'll, whatever you want to do, take, take it away. God says, okay, I want this. And I'm like, okay, God, just, just let, me just, let me think about this for a minute. Okay, so here's the fire. Months ago, God, yes, I will do this. Okay, here's what I need. Wait just a minute, God, let me think about this. Okay, God, yeah, I really, I really want, you, I want you to burn. This is what I need. Okay, let me think about this a little more. And as I, as I further went, and as I further went, as, as I further just kind of was like, God, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I mean, you're, you're taking away my, my entertainment. You're taking away the, I'm stressed at work, God. Don't you see what they do to me at work? Because, like, I could be at work one day doing my job, and then they're like, hey, Yvette, we need you to go do this job. And so I'm up there doing that. Then a nurse walks up, hey, Yvette, I need you to go get these records. I need you to do this. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, I am one person. I cannot do all of this, but they expect that. And so then I'm like, I want to go home. I don't want to think about reading. I don't want to think about praying. I don't even want to think about cooking or cleaning, okay? At that moment, I want to put on my sweats, and I want to go in my bedroom and shut my door and put on something and just veg out for a while. And God is saying, I need you to be here 
Because what I'm about to do here in this fire is going to affect some people that needs to be affected. And I'm over here going, God, please, please just, just give me a few hours. Can I just have a few hours of this? No. So what, is, what, is, what happens? And I want you all to know that I do not believe in any form, way, fashion that God allows or God puts sickness on people. But I believe that things happen and he uses those things to get our attention. So, so a month ago, the beginning of September, it was a three-day weekend. I was happy. I was like three days off of work. The boys were leaving. Yes. I didn't have to listen to cartoons for, for three days. I didn't have to. It's anime, but it's just cartoons. Come on, let's be real. Okay. I didn't have to listen to fighting for three days. I didn't have to deal with Dr. Pepper cans laying all over my furniture. I didn't have to deal with fast food wrappers laying all over the couch. I was just basking in, thank you, Jesus. And what happens? I wake up Friday morning, and I am sick as a dog, and I can't figure out what's going on. I wake up, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I, was, I was calling Tom. He was in the middle of a meeting, like a live meeting, and I'm like, you have to come get me. I have to go to the ER. Something is definitely wrong. So I go to the ER. I have a kidney infection. They're going to admit me. All of this stuff's going on. The middle of the night, it's like 1030 at night, and my fever spikes to 104. I'm shivering. I'm throwing up. I'm not getting into all the details. It's just, it was bad. I was, I was like literally laying in the bed crying. Please, God, help me. Please, God, help me. I don't know what to do, but please, you've got to help me. I can't take this. So God goes, I asked you to do something. Okay, God. I promise you, God, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll just, just make me feel better. I'll do whatever you need. In my mind, I'm going, I, I refuse to be, because I've grown up in church, and I refuse to be one of those people that trouble is hitting, and you're at the altar. I'll just do whatever you want me to do, God. And God relieves it, and you're like, okay, thank you, and you go on about your business. I refuse to be that person. I was that person that night. I was like, please, God, I'll do it. I'll do whatever you want. Just take this. Just do this. So, you know, I had to have a surgery. We, we did all of that. I started to feel better. I, started, I had to go right back to work um, because we are very short-staffed at work. So I'm going to work. I'm trying to do all this work. I'm sick, laying in bed when I get home because I'm just, I can't take it. I'm so weak. I'm so sick. And God is going, I asked you to do something. God, you know how sick I am right now. Just give me a few weeks to get, get my back up, and then I'll, I'll be right back here. I promise you, everything will go here. Two weeks later, I'm sitting at the back of the church about to die because I can't breathe. Everything, that's go everything is going wrong in my body. I have no clue. I'm like, Tom, you got to take me back to the ER. I don't know what's wrong. So we go to the ER. They find out what's wrong. They don't know why it happened. They have no clue as to why I have this fluid between my lungs and my rib cage. Because the causes of it, and I'll just real quickly, the causes of what it is is I would have had a blood clot, I would have had heart failure, or I would have lung cancer. I have none of those things. So they have no clue as to why I had that. So I go home. After they release me, I go home, and I'm laying on the couch, just kind of sleeping, just, please, God, I don't know what to do anymore. And, you know, I'm laying there dying, okay? I promise you I was dying. And God goes, I need you to fast. <laughs> I've had two weeks 
of my body just being ripped upside and one down the other. I can't even hardly move. I can barely breathe. I can barely walk. And now you want me to fast? I called Pastor Mika on Monday. I was like, wait a minute. something. I must be hearing something wrong. What does Pastor Mika say? I believe that God is calling us to a fast. Thank you. I love you. You're the best. So I was like, all right, God. All right, I'm done. I know that I know what you have said. I know what you have promised. You've already shown me the week before that. God already, oh, right over here, God began to reveal some things to me personally and began to show me what he wanted to do in my personal family. And then he, then the word was spoke forth about what he was going to do and what was going on. I was like, okay, God, all of this mess is done. You've got my attention. I'll be back here on Monday morning. So Monday night, I gathered our kids because we have started on Mondays and Thursdays doing a Bible study. So I was like, all right, guys, guess what? I'm going to let you know what's been going on. So I told them, I said, the enemy has come in and begin to violently attack me. I said, I have only told Pastor Amika this. My husband didn't even know what was going on. I have been holding this just kind of, but the enemy had just so come in like a flood because God asked me to do something. And I pushed it off and I pushed it off. So the enemy was like, okay, I got her where I want her and now I'm going to attack. So the enemy comes in and he starts going, you're going to die. The Lord can't use you anymore. You've gone too far. You see all these problems that you're having? That's because God doesn't love you anymore. You've walked away from God too many times. And he says, he's done. But yet I was feeling him in church. So I knew that was a lie. But you know, you know how our minds go. The human nature kicks in and we start to, and literally at night I would be shaking in fear and just this, and I would say it was an oppression, but I'd already, I'd been praying that oppression out, but the enemy just came in with such a fear and then he began to attack my dreams because God gives me dreams. Sometimes I don't understand what they mean. Sometimes I know immediately what they mean and the the enemy began to attack my dreams perverse dreams. I'm like, I'd wake up and go, what in the world? Where did that come from? That is, I don't even, I never think like that. That's not me. What in the world? The enemy began to attack and he began to bring things on because I'd gotten away from the fire. I wasn't carrying that fire like I should have been. Like I should, I wasn't, I wasn't Abraham carrying the fire and to make sure it stays warm and and to make sure it stays burning. I wasn't doing the things that God asked me to do because I wanted to be selfish. We're just going to be honest. We're human. We all know it. We are all selfish. So let's just, let's just put all that on the table. So Pastor Mika was like, I I really think I love her for this part right here. I just want y'all to know. She said, I think Tom needs to go on a liquid fast. I felt that deep within my spirit because of all of the different medicines that they had me on. I have to eat so many times a day. So I was like, God, I don't know how I'm going to fast food, but I'm fasting everything else. And I will eat things that I really don't enjoy because I have to eat. So I'm going to eat a bologna sandwich 
and I, I mean, I like those, but I like like lettuce and tomato and all of that other stuff on there. And I was like, I will just eat bologna and cheese. I will do it because I need you, Jesus. So I called, I called the boys in and I said, here's what's going on. And I heard the prayers that Tanner and Jaden prayed over here the Sunday before. I heard the authority that came out of their mouths as they were declaring what thus the Lord was saying over our family. So you know what? Y'all are big enough to pray. Y'all are big enough to fast with me. So come on, y'all are going to fast with me. I even pulled Tyler in and said, here we go. So we, so we did. I was like, here we go. We're going to start training. So we went into two weeks of this, okay? Two weeks of, of fasting, of praying, of seeking the face of God, of saying, God, whatever it is that you want out of our lives, out of our home, we get, we're getting rid of it. One week into that, God gives me a dream. And it was a good one. And I'm not going to go into that because that's nobody's business, but it was a corrective dream for one of my kids. And I, pulled, and I woke up and I just sat there and I said, okay, God, I'm a little confused by this. And it was like immediately the Spirit said, here's what this means. Okay. Son, come in here. We got to have a chat. So we chatted. He's like, yeah, God's already been dealing with me. Perfect. Let's go. So two weeks after that, we have, our, we have a Bible study at our house. In fact, this was last Monday. We had a Bible study at our house. Now, mind you, for two weeks, this is where we've been. We've been in the fire. We've been saying, God, whatever it is you want to take out, take out. God, whatever it is you want us to do, we'll do. Last Monday, we had a, prayer, a Bible study meeting at our church or at our house. Football game is on. This is why I picked Monday because I knew they would all be there. We can have it from 6.30 to like 7.15 and then you all can watch your football game. I'll cook dinner. Great. So I gave them this book, and it's about how to study the Bible, okay? So I have, I have three boys at my house, okay? I have my two biological, and I have my adopted, and then I have my adopted son. His girlfriend is, is in this with us, okay? Tyler and his girlfriend, very new. She is no church ever in her life. So I give them this Bible study. This, this is going to teach us how to study the Bible. So I've been actually reading this, and it's like college-level stuff, and I'm like, perfect, this is their age group. They're going to learn. So last week, we get into this Bible study. And I kid you not, the presence of God falls in my house. Okay? I'm like, y'all, it's like 8 o'clock, you're football. We don't care about football. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. 9.15, we finally just, okay, we are done. We're, this is good. We're doing this. This last, <clears throat> yesterday, last night, Tyler and Jaden come in, and they're like, we got some questions. We want to talk about some stuff. Fine, let's sit down and chat. It's like 8-something, okay? I got to bed at 1130. Now, y'all remember, God woke me up at 630, and I'm going to be cranky later because I'm going to need a nap. But when God says, I need you to stop, or I need you to change because I need you here, we have to respond because here's the, pro here's the thing. Had I done that earlier, those Bible studies and stuff probably would have been a whole lot quicker down the road. When I finally said, okay, God, I've had enough. 
I've had enough of the enemy fighting. I've had enough of the enemy coming in and trying to destroy my family. I've had enough of of this sickness that he is trying to bring upon my body. I am 46 years old. I should not be this sick. I've had enough. God, whatever it is you want me to do. You want me to stop watching that? Even though it's not bad, I will 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 take every TV out of my house. There will be no football at all. If that is what God is saying, I'm willing to do. You want me to stop? You want me to delete Facebook? Lord Jesus, I will delete it right now. You want me to stop playing video games? I will stop playing video games right now. I don't really play a lot. I'm just saying. But when we begin to do what God is pricking our hearts to do, that's when the fire of God comes. That's when the things start to happen. You know why we've been having the services that we've been having on Sunday? Because some of us have been saying, God, put me on the altar. Burn off all the dross. Burn off all the junk. Whatever it looks like for me to have that, to do that, I'm willing to do. God, whatever, if, if I have to spend my days praying, if I have to take my days when I get home from work and make dinner and then send everybody to do whatever it is they need to do and I need to go lock myself in my bedroom and pray for three hours, I'm willing to do it. God, if that means that I'm in my office and you're dealing with me to start praying, I'm going to start praying in my office. I don't care who's around. God, if that means that I have to walk out of this building and go to the grocery store and you start to prick my heart to speak to someone and just give them an encouraged word and pray, God, I'm willing to do that. Whatever that looks like, God, just put me back on the altar. God, put me back on the altar. God, put me back in that fire. Begin to burn those things off of my heart and life again. Take the oil and begin to pour it down my brow once again because, God, I'm willing to do whatever it is that you want me to do. I'm willing to be allowed to do whatever it needs because, God, there's a generation. There's a generation that needs to see you. There's a generation that needs to know the true fire of God. I don't know about any of you, but I have family members that need to know who God is. They know God because they've been in it, but the enemy has so lied to them that they don't believe it anymore. And God, we need you to burn once again. And the only way that God is going to do that is when we begin to say, I get rid of self, I get rid of whatever that looks like. For some of you, it may not be TV shows. For some of you, it may not be books. It may not be video games. It's going to be other things. But I believe God is really pricking the heart of the saints today saying, I need your consecration. I need to sanctify you once again. Tanner, put the scripture up for Leviticus 6, 12 through 13. It says, this is my all-time favorite scripture. And God has just birthed this scripture in my heart for the longest time. And it is, these two are my ultimate favorite scriptures. It says, and the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order on it. And he shall burn the fat of the peace offerings. A fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. And that has been my prayer over the last several weeks. God, let the fire burn once again. Don't allow it to go out, God. Don't allow the fire to burn out of my heart and life. Don't allow the fire to burn out of my kids' lives. God, burn a fire back in my sister's life and don't allow it to go out again, God. Lord, burn a fire in my in my uncle's lives once again and don't allow it to go out. God, I just 
just been praying for a generation that he would begin to bring the fire of God back upon his heart, on their hearts and lives, and they will begin to allow him to burn once again in their hearts and lives. And I am challenging you today, challenging you today. What is it that God is saying? I need you to give up. I need you to lay it on the altar because I need to reach a generation. I need to reach people in your lives. There are people in our lives that sometimes no one else is going to be able to reach. And I know we hear that saying all the time. Kids aren't going to be reached by adults. Kids, kids are going to be reached by kids. There's going to be people. But it's true. I don't come in, in contact with people that Jaden come in contact with every day. But if Jaden is praying and hears from the voice of God, he can walk into a house as he's cleaning ductwork and say, Oh, right now, God, we ask that you begin to move in this house. God, we ask that you let the fire of God fall in this house. I can be working in my office and I can just say, God, every patient that walks through these doors, let your fire begin to fall upon them again, God. Lord, begin to stir inside of their hearts and lives what you need to do in their hearts and lives. If we will but once again say, God, whatever it is you want me to do, God, take the coal, put it inside of my heart and life, and, and begin to burn once again what it is that you want to do. Pastor, I just I need everybody to stand right now. He taught out out of the